1: stage 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 door johnny not a lot of rhymes right johnny but here it is, stage door
0: johnny hello hello and welcome back or welcome to stage door johnny thank you for joining me for the second part of my chat with the incomparable willem defoe no messing around no further ado no shriving time allowed here he is You've spoken very brilliantly about being a, a functionary is, is, is not a good word for it, but being a, like a mover, a technician, somebody who is doing something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as being a, a creature, you know, being an extension of, you know,
2: the basic thing of, you know, I, I always remember squat theater, a great, great theater, I thought, which was this uh, company from Budapest that uh, for a little while was performing in New York. Uh, we very, they were very Eastern Bloc and very intellectual. And someone would you know, say, "How do you make these pieces? I mean, how do you feel about it's your character? character? And he was like, "He plays cop, I play rubber. You
0: know, <laughs> it's like that's where you start. <laughs>
2: um, it's about doing stuff,
0: and I really get that. And I have to say, reading about the sort of you know your particular philosophy. Philosophy is probably a, a, a ridiculously highfalutin word for it. What is basically an approach, a, a, an aim, something, you, you know, tasks you're trying to do. You just, you just, you, you just know, mention. I'm just
2: trying to make sense yeah. out of what, what I keep yeah. on getting pleasure
0: out of and what
2: I find myself steering for, right uh, towards, you know, sometimes I listen to myself when I try to, <laughs> no, no, when I try to articulate yeah. these things yeah. and it's quite, sad <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know because you it. feel ridiculous but at it. the same time I say if you don't try you can't formulate you know uh, something to get you going yeah. I think I think you have to put something out there yeah. and then you know you got to get it in movement and then it, something will happen you know you can't wait you right. can't wait uh, right. you know uh, I've said it before but it's really true you know <laughs>
0: Action inspires inspiration. Inspire Inspiration doesn't inspire action. In right, dunking. right. And talking about it is hard anyway, right? Because what we're you know, trying to put a ling- language frame on something that feels instinctive, something that feels functional, <laughs> is very, very difficult and imprecise. And,
2: and probably it's not interesting to anyone that's not in that game. Oh, I think you'd be surprised.
0: Really? I do, only
2: because I well, think... Well, I guess there's parallels... You know, it's almost like a metaphor for life.
0: Yeah, I think so, that's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think, it, it, you could be describing any type of work, or indeed any type of art, that there are different ways to skin a rabbit. There's different ways to come at it. But your way of coming at it, I'm always, ver- I, I've, be- I've become very, very curious about, very fascinated about, because I don't know about you, but I find getting away from one's own ego an extremely difficult thing. I think yes. that's, that's true of human beings, yes. but perhaps it's particularly true in this profession, perhaps it's particularly true in the theatre, and perhaps it's particularly true in more conventional narrative-based yes. theatre. And I just wondered, did you, was that something you felt early on, that if you if you allow that ego in if you save turn around and go you know i think it's time for me to play hamlet i think it's time for me to give the world my idea of the dane that that's that, that's sort of letting something like letting a genie out of a that's bottle. Like a bad idea <laughs> <It's like laughs> a bad,
2: you know like often people say what role would you like to play right. it's like what are you talking about
0: you know yeah but that, that's so unusual most most is actors it, would be like i it, want to express my ego i want to fill no but don't get me wrong i mean there's I'm not
2: egoless at all, (laughs) but I I feel like the best way to, you know, the best way to gain something is always to get rid of it a little bit, you know, because then the expectation, the stakes, all that, you don't, one of the worst things, one of the things that's always a measure of my attraction to a performer or not is their neediness. If they're really neediness, I'm repelled, Right. I'm repelled. We socially who do we like to be with in a room yeah. we like to be with the person that's not busting your balls <laughs> that's that, that <laughs> not making you adore them or, yeah. or, or uh, validate them sure. or
0: something who's not desperate for your attention all the time Yeah, absolutely it's a law of human attraction right
2: yeah and
0: God knows that's a huge part of being an
2: actor yeah, right. it helps as you get older because You've got many versions of yourself. But when you're young, you're trying to find something, I, for lack of a better word, to put forward yeah. that people will take, you know, so yeah. you can have more work, so you can have a life, you know.
0: You were with the Worcester Group for 26, six, seven years. Yeah, I mean, and you just described the incredible immersion in that seven days a week. You know.
2: But also, you know, that's a lot of laying around. It's a lot of saying, Let's not rehearse today, let's watch this movie Smoking because coffee. it might help us get to the next book. Right, right. I mean, it's a very unconventional approach. I understand. So but, don't but we're not we like you know, we're not like a not school like, of ballet and we're right. at the bar at eight monks. And, yeah,
0: yeah. In discipline. Sure, I get it. But but still to stop that, which is of course what, what, what happened. Yes. After that immense amount of time and dedication to this one group, I mean, if we stopped anything that we did for that long, right, our bodies chemically would feel the absence of it. But Has that been hard?
2: Yes, but at the same time, and probably besides a shift in, uh, uh, you know, my personal life, I started doing more movies, and it became more and more difficult to properly be at the Wooster Group. Huh. Because we were making for the most part totally original pieces. Right. And that takes time. Sure. That takes time. And initially they would use my absence as almost a device, you right. know. So I'd do things on video or I'd call in. Or we found many creative ways to deal with right. that. And then other times they would just keep the role small. Right. But that wasn't satisfying to me. Sure. So there there was a tension. They they were really good about accommodating sure. me a lot of time, but it just got to the point where it wasn't uh, that practical. You right. know, are you in or are you out? I interrupted the process every time I went off to make a movie. Now, they don't kick me out of bed for eating crackers because I'm bringing home some money. right? And also, I'm uh, helping with the profile of the group sometimes. Right. But that's also a bad thing because... It's not my group. I'm one of many. The real motor is Le Comte. Right. So when we go to Paris and Liberation, because they've seen some movies I'm in, wants to interview me because we're going to be performing at the Beaubourg, What do you do? Because you don't want to promote right. that idea. But at the same time, you're kind of flattered yeah. and kind of get a kick out of it's. It's going to be good publicity for yeah. the company and it's going to be good publicity for you because they're um making a connection between your theater work and your film work
0: right i simply meant really- there's the ego we were yeah, looking there for <laughs> mean, there, he is. there it is right now i simply meant do you miss the daily observance of it, it i do very but hard i hard have stop. but i recreated in
2: other ways okay. and also it's not like i stopped doing theater of course but it wasn't a day-to-day thing got it and i do miss that but but i make that up with Working a lot in movies and um, also I find now that I'm working all the time even when I'm not shooting because I'm either preparing something or considering something or or scheming something. Alpacas too. Um, You know, I've got, I I work with some people like like one in particular, Abel Ferrara, we're always scheming on uh, the next thing to do. So we're reading, we're uh talking about things. She's a neighbor in Rome, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So I guess yes, but you you fill it with other yeah, things. Of course, and, and people's
0: lives change. I and think.
2: I'm a worker, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. I love uh waking up, making a preparation, you know, like with physical uh you know, asana practice, you know, sometimes I do it and I always hate Right before I do it, I think, oh, man, I've been doing it for 35 years. And every time before I throw that mat, it's like, oh, fuck, you know. And then every time I finish, it's like, oh, God. I feel great. I feel great. And I've done my work.
0: And now I can goof off for the rest of the day. And then I go off to work. (laughs) Can I just ask you about that? Just while you bring it up. Is there a particular time of the day you have to start your yoga practice?
2: Well. It it depends socially where you are and all that because you can't really eat, right? You know, so you can have a little something, but basically it's good to do when you haven't eaten much or you've drank, you (laughs) know, very little short coffee or something like that or tea or something. So it tends to be early in the morning. Yeah. Now you tend to be stiffer, but I'm very much a morning person, which is funny for a guy that you know, has been performing in the theater. <laughs> I guess I'm sleeping through those performances. <laughs> That's when,
0: Yeah, it's in the morning. Do you think it's given you something as a performer? Dave? Of course. Yeah.
2: It's
0: like, it's like you a know, sort of
2: devotional. I, I trained a couple of times as a boxer for movies. And, you know, I'm always remember Teddy Atlas, the great boxing. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, he trained me. And he used to always say, just do what we did in the gym. Just do what we did in the gym. Just do what you did in the gym. Right. You know. So basically, yeah. there was some feeling like that. Yeah, right. And it's like I did a practice today where I really right. was concentrated. Mm-hmm. I was, I, devoted myself to these things. I got in touch with my breath. So right. why can't I do that in the performance? Right. Right. That's great. Uh, you know, I. Boy, I hear myself sometimes, but it, it is true. If you're practiced at trying to go back to the breath at 7 a.m. in the morning, yeah. then at 8 o'clock, when you're scared shitless or something goes wrong right. or something, you're better trained at going back to the breath. Right, right, right. right this is quite right, rare. Teo right. is usually, he, he was uh, running at the track in Ireland, and then he got retired, and... He's very uh, was very traumatized and yeah. does not like men in general. Interesting male voices, particularly with any kind of British accent. Oh, mind you. Okay. that's because he's Irish. probably an Irish one would be worse. Yeah, but right. yeah, okay. but he's really taken to you. Oh, look at that.
0: That's very nice. Yeah, he's very beautiful. Great, incredibly soft. And now we're talking about him. He's uh, mm. like a good performer. He's decided it won't be quite so predictable. Oh, there it goes. Uh, you talk about your yoga practice. I love mm-hmm. that. um... I love that every morning, before you throw the mat out, you're like, oh, Christ, am I really going to do this again?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes more than others, but yes, (laughs) always. I think
0: it's a fantastic idea. But But, but then there's a parallel to performing, too. You mean just going back into the repetition of it and feeling like, are we really going to do this again? Then suddenly you realize you found something new in it? Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Your life in the theater, is is it possible to talk about what it's, given you when you move into this other medium, which has also been this great love affair in your life, your extraordinary movie career. Do you feel like there's a continuum between the two things? Of course,
2: yeah. I think my the work that I've done in the theater was absolute preparation right. for film. And it had to do somewhere with a respect for the technical elements ah. because with time, uh, the, the technical demands on an actor in a Wooster Group show were very... Uh, demanding right and you got used to i've mentioned this before with when we were speaking earlier but you know the technicians are like actors the actors are technicians you appreciate a certain kind of collaboration and you kind of give over to the montage the the daily shooting you don't you don't think about your character you think about the whole thing you know because you're you're interwoven into the fabric And you can feel that very much in film because you're like an invading army, you know. You get there, you say, oh, we got this. What are we going to try to accomplish? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? Let's go get them, you know. (laughs) And that's what you do. Right. And I learned how to do that with wisdom. Right, from making stuff all the time and being concentrated on a task.
0: Got it. Yeah,
2: I think so. So I don't find them very different and also because there was no particular pride in having a particular process because for different performances and for different tasks you needed to do different things so i never have had a method you know i have tendencies and things i like to do and things i feel i'm strong at or things i feel i'm weak at and i'm aware of those things but i don't know i I walk into a movie fairly clean yeah. because i'm not I don't have one way of doing it, so I look around, see how people are doing, and then I find out how I can connect with the situation right. and ultimately, you know I'm starting to get this more and more, and I think it really does have to do with age, you know in the end, it's about having these experiences and starting to be able to connect with everything, see what makes everything go and if you drop your pants and you really admit it it's a spiritual impulse it's to say what's behind all this and i think that's not lost on people you know it's like it's not that they understand the themes of julius caesar somehow They see something there that's behind all of that because of Shakespeare's genius that he could articulate these things, even through all these bullshit productions and all these, you know, bastardizations of, you know, probably his intention. They see something uh, beyond the story, beyond, you know, the problem with everybody talks narrative, 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 narrative. It's great, but it. It kind of lulls you to sleep. You hop on the train, right. you know. It doesn't. Right. Ups- it can upset you, but it upsets you in a way that you recognize. Right. I, you know, I think not that theater should be hard. It can be disarming, and it can uh, be a way to get away. But like with Richard Foreman, you know, I was the perfect audience for his plays because he his plays were total head scratcher. Right. But if you just enjoyed them they were so life-giving uh, for me right and he's quite a dark kind of uh, grumpy character right. uh, personally but they were so full of life yeah. and full of sex and full of uh, love and full of color and full of uh, imagination uh, that's what the theater can do right because when you see when you get in that place where your mind is exploding you never forget it. Yeah. And, and it can inspire you in those dark moments of your life. It can happen in movies, but probably less so. Huh. I remember performances, yeah. moments in Me performances too. in the Me theater, too. much more. Because well, how we it. Happened to, with it? it, happened, to it happened to you. It happened to you. you this yeah. other thing, you watched. Yeah. Yes, movies go straight into your brain, and right. you can be there. Yeah. But there's something.
0: Yeah. You weren't a participant. You, you were one of the characters. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly
2: right. And and you know when uh, one thing I appreciated about your talk with, Jez, yeah, was this talking about what was he talking about? Dignity. Yes,
0: or, how dignity is always at stake. I think that's kind of fascinating. That's it's the great thing. Because that's, that's the great never, theme of the theater.
2: I never thought of that, but yeah. you know this this thing about the relationship to the audience. Everybody thinks, oh, you like live theater because they give you energy and they and people laugh and you like that and you make them happy. No, no, no. It's something more primitive than that. Yeah. And, and it has to do with I'm here, you're here. What the fuck is this, you yeah. know? Yeah. What the hell? And then you've got all these strategies to get to that question. Yeah. And you condition the meeting of strangers and you in this place but that's pretty special it's a safe place yeah it's a safe place to go places that we couldn't think of by ourselves yes. you know whether you're an audience or you're an actor yes. we can not dream in the sense of just imagine other words we can drop ourselves off forget our concerns and approach these problems from different Angles. Yeah. It's it's not just enough to empathize, you know, right. or identify. No, you gotta be surprised. You gotta right. get a slap, you know?
1: Right. Lars allowed.
2: von Trier talked about, you know, his movies, <laughs> something about, you know, like a stone in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that's how you like your theater to be. And I feel like a stone in your shoe? I don't know, because I've seen some no. escapist
2: entertainment that, that I love, yeah. but I usually love because for underlying things because i love the movement of the bodies or i love the color or i'm you know do you have a dream about the theater uh, i fly a lot in uh, dreams yeah and and i have a deep sense that i know how to fly and even when i wake up sometimes i think i could fly you know and i have this in my imagination but sometimes i fall
0: and that's specifically related to the theater. It feels like a theatrical thing. Yeah,
2: because because when I'm flying, it's not I'm flying over the landscape. Right. It's never that. Okay, I'm in, I'm in the uh, performing garage. Okay, and I start moving my arms, okay. and I get light, and I'm flying over the ceiling. Right uh, uh, under the ceiling, yeah. but I'm you know whatever it is, thirty feet up in the air. Yeah, and I'm able to swoop down. Yeah. you know, yeah. Oh, what a great metaphor for
0: performance! <laughs> well, if only, <laughs> when, when I you, wish that would be good with it? <laughs> have you ever flown in a show? Have you been? Have you been suspended? You know, I was. I'm thinking I've, of a, a three, I'm three, three think. the I, life and death of Marina Abramovich, of course, where there was the that extraordinary they, thing they, at the end they, where there, uh, yeah, 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 they the, fly, the yeah. flying of the souls I've, out of the bodies. I've done, I've done wire
2: work in movies where okay. I fly, right, 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 know, right. Uh, where I jump unnaturally. Uh, High and that sort of thing. I'm trying to think. Fly, fly, fly. I
0: feel like I have, but it's confused <laughs> it could, with my dreams. Could have been <laughs> your dream. Okay, listen. We I, I won't keep up any more of your time. We've it's been started, so we? great to talk to you about this stuff. But listen, one last question. How crackpot? Um, how crackpot is it? How crackpot is the, the theater no, doing our, doing what our we do? Conversation. Oh, I think it's pretty crackpot okay. in a way that it absolutely it should be. <laughs> I would have been disappointed if it hadn't been. 'Cause it, sometimes I'm so only, I really think it's
2: best for actors to shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because listen I get it. it. I totally no, get it. It ruins it ruins I get if it. If I know if I know that someone that I like to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. is connected to some horrible political group or that they love to yeah shoot dogs or something you know i have problems sure so it's <laughs> a risk it's hard <laughs> that, to in my music yeah, <laughs> my yeah. imagining yeah. that i'm offending or coming off uh
0: no i but don't anyway. think i don't think that's the case and i also think uh, i think what you said before is true that there is a so there's a certain what a certain nobility in trying to articulate why we find it so compelling why we find it valuable why we of course it language is too small for it it is an athletic pursuit yeah. it's a thing that's done in the body yes. it shouldn't necessarily you know there are there are academics there are theorists that's their province to to articulate it and do a bad job of it for the most part we as practitioners it's like Getting a basketball player just after they've come off court and shoving a microphone in their face and going, How did you you, you shoot that jump shot? They're getting shot pretty good.
1: The good last, at that yeah, they now.
0: are getting, they're getting too good. <laughs> yeah. they're getting, well, they're getting eerily good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I get it. I get it. It's not something that, that lends itself very well to us.
2: I'm reminded, about, I'm reminded what my biggest beef with the traditional theater is. Please tell me. Talking heads floating on dead bodies. <laughs> and you know
0: particularly what kind of theater I'm talking about. Talking heads floating on dead bodies. Yeah. Just that sort of classical theater that only exists from the head up and yeah, isn't yeah, in the body. Yeah.
2: And I'm not saying that you got to, you know, Ooh.
0: physicalize everything
2: <laughs> and, you know. But it's like it stops down. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're absolutely right. When we see That's that That's why
2: nudity is so important in the theater. Ah, tell me. Oh, because, uh, you know,
0: you got to you put something out there. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> I always think that when there's, ten, I always think that when there's, when there's a penis on stage, and it does something.
1: I always, I
0: always think no one is listening to what anybody is saying. I think it's probably maybe true. Maybe that's a good thing. It's probably true. Of, maybe that is a good thing. It's definitely arresting for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's true of female nudity too. I've just always felt like no one is. I don't know. It's it's a it's a curious thing. Well, this is an interesting question. And then I'll, I promise I'll let you go. Your theatre background must have been literally and metaphorically a collision of bodies, right? Growing up in that theatre group must have been all those grey areas of human interaction, of human Mm -hmm. interrelationship and behaviour. It must have been pretty robust. You know, I'm sure you took care of each other in a a way that you have to do on stage. You know, we were, it was a poor theatre.
2: We We toured. It was a very unstable life. One interesting thing was every show we did, we, for many years, felt like it was going to be our last. That's how precarious it was. What we did that was very wise was I never got paid a salary, but people would forego salary and put it towards the mortgage on the theater space. And in the end, that's what saved us Ah. because whether we had, we had a very small theater, so it's not like box office could float us, but we always had a place to work. You so in the even, right, so even if we had. A failure or something that was not well-received, we
0: We could start working again, you know, What, what I'm what I was getting at was Do you think that it's harder now for theater performers to occupy those difficult gray areas of human behavior that you have to have the give and take with each other on stage? The protectiveness of people now and the self protectiveness and the worry about that difficult area you talk about nudity on stage but that's just one aspect of intimacy right 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 and is are we are we a more intimacy averse culture now and how what's the effect of that on theater and theater like the ones the one that you were making ah that's a good
2: question i don't know that's a very good question and i don't have a clue because i'm i'd be a liar to say if i really knew what kind of work is being done you know uh now I love to see dance. I love to see performance. I love to go to art galleries, and I like to go to the theater. But I really don't have a clue. I work a lot and I travel a lot. So, you haven't been on stage for ten years. No, it's been more like five. I think. last time was Romeo Castellucci. Yes, 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 yes. But that was. Do you get do you get itchy? Of course. Yeah. No, I would perform tomorrow. Right. but I don't get that many proposals and they're usual, they usually—they tend to be to do something that's already been done right. and they're sliding in a fresh cast. I mean, you know, redoing a Sam Shepard play okay. or, okay. or you know, uh, Mark McDonough play or right. something like right. that. Right. Something that's been done before. Huh. I'd be open to doing something original yeah. or with someone that has a very specific idea. Right. That's why I'm attracted to, you know, really kind of... Author theater makers yes. like Wilson, like Richard Foreman, like Romeo Castellucci, all three of them right. developed a language, developed an aesthetic, developed right. a, a way to meet material, put it through their little grinder,
0: right. and have something come out that I think is interesting. They're like auteurs of the yeah. theater, yeah. Right. right? Right, right, right. I love that. That's who you respond to. Last thing, I promise. Yes. What do you? What do you still want from the theater? What do you still need from it? A good night's rest. (laughs) (laughs) Because it gives you a good night's rest in a way that nothing else does? A little bit. I mean, the sense of
2: satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. You can get in movies sometimes. At the end of a movie where it's done and you have, of course you do, but you feel like you're done. Yeah. I did it, good or bad, I don't know. Right. But I sent myself someplace that I decided to send it, and that's all I can say, yeah. and it's done. Yeah. And that kind of practicality, that kind of sense of function and usefulness and kind of appreciation of being a part of something,
1: Yeah.
2: that I'm always looking for. Yeah. You know, I want to feel in my body, yeah. and I want to feel like, ah... Beautiful. beautiful line. and come tail. Uh, beautiful line. That'll do pig from from Babe? Oh yeah. Where? <laughs> Where? What's his name? Uh, English actor. Oh, uh, um, I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't know. Right Denham
0: Mill?: No, no, no. no. Uh, babe the George Miller movie. Yeah, about yeah, the pig? Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure. I've oh come on. It. come on, English actor. <laughs> I don't Quick. include this. It's we? fucking embarrassing. No, no, no. So let's, let's Google it. God, this is fine. This James is Crom- Cromwell. James Cromwell. He's not English, is he? he is. He's, he's Australian. He seems like he should be. No, no, no he's Fuck. American. No, James Cromwell. Yeah, he's a great American actor. Fuck. <laughs>
2: Believe it or not, sometimes when I'm in the Midwest, is something people say. Are you from England?
0: Or <laughs> 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 well, maybe he's Irish. Actually, he could. Well be, he could well he be Irish from way back. Anyway, what is he, what's so? What's the line? That'll well, like, that'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. Sounds like, it's like sounds like something from. It's like to... done. It's okay. done. It's done. Or
2: or at the end of last temptation, it is accomplished. It's accomplished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Willem, I can't thank you enough. It's, it's it done. It can be accomplished. And
2: also cleaning a toilet, or sweeping the floor, <laughs> or washing the dishes, or doing the laundry. <laughs>
0: All things that I love. Or birthing an alpaca.
2: <laughs> or birthing <laughs> an alpaca. All these things. That's a little different because that's opening a can of worms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you so much, okay. Wayne. Yep. I loved talking to you. It was You're nutty, so- but I enjoyed it as well. And thank bless you for coming up. Bless you for <laughs> trying
1: to say the unsayable. Okay. Thank you.
0: you. I did, in fact. Yeah.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: There he goes. There goes the voice of Willem Dafoe, ladies and gentlemen. That bourbon over gravel voice. What a treat that was. What a thrill to speak to Willem. He doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to talk to me about theater. He's got alpacas to birth and nourish. My God, that alpaca was about the cutest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. He was a sort of completely white fluff ball on wobbly little one-day-old baby legs. <laughs> it was extraordinary. I'm so grateful to Willem for sitting down and taking that time, even if it is hard for him sometimes, and even if he thinks that sometimes that actor should just shut the fuck up. I'm so grateful to him for not doing that. Stage Door Johnny is a an off-script production. Thank you to Louise Berry for wonderful exec producing. Thank you to Acast for your support. Thank you to Ben Backhouse, my producer, who's fantastic. Thanks to the musicians. Thanks to Iggy Cake for writing and playing the theme tune. Thanks to Phoebe Cake for singing it. Thank you to the stage manager not just for your dulcet tones, but for accompanying me on tricky podcast assignments like the one to Rome. Thanks for toughing that out with me. It wasn't easy. And thank you to you for listening. And just before I let you know about my guest for next week, I just wanted to mention that this may be in all the darkest times of the theatre's history. Maybe this is the most parlous. Maybe this is the the particular moment historically when the theatre is having the toughest of all the tough times it's ever had. Just coming out of a a global pandemic, wherever you are, if you can support your local theatre, you'll be doing so much more than giving it material aid. You'll be reaffirming your faith and and your idea that this really matters, that this is a public forum for an examination of what it is to be human, for an exchange of ideas, where you might experience the transformative power of art if you believe that's true and if you if you listen to this podcast i assume you're in favor of that idea then please this is the time to go out and show your support for it um regional theaters in this country the uk and all over the world i think have never needed it more all right my Guest next week is the brilliant British actor Toby Stevens. He's an old friend of mine. He's a wonderful person to talk to. And I really hope
1: you can join me. Stage, stage, stage door, Johnny. Stage, stage, stage door. Stage door Johnny Stage, stage, stage door Johnny He knows that there's no money Be stage, stage door Johnny